It was love at first sight. He sees her and immediately falls in love. She felt it too. She knew that he was the perfect one for her. They start building a life together and everything couldn't be going better. In fact, they have their first child and they are so proud. Then they have their second child and they know life is good, very good. But suddenly, out of nowhere, their adult son murders their other son. And this couple is left with one of the greatest stories of pain and disappointment the world has ever seen. Who were they? And how did they overcome this huge setback? Well, maybe you figured it out, but we are talking about the very first humans, Adam and his wife Eve from the Bible. A husband and wife who not only had to navigate the difficulties of a relationship, but were also forced to face hardship in life, the kind that they never could have anticipated. Do you ever feel like that? Like life has thrown you and your spouse a curveball that is too difficult to overcome? Well, we want to welcome you guys to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. My name is Travis, and I'm here with my wife, Dawn. Hey, guys. What a crazy way to start a podcast. But man, I hope you are able to recognize that story from the Bible. Yeah, a powerful story yep. and a story that, as we think about it, it begins to evoke so much emotion. So often, though, as you know, if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, we start usually these episodes or this podcast with an update on how we're doing in our yeah, lives we personally. Yeah, you guys to get to know us we? a little bit. Yep. Yeah, but of course, many of you, you've had wonderful things happen this past week or throughout your recent past. And so we were thinking about that. What about the updates from you guys? But life also is filled with the reality of pain and things that we yep. cannot control. Kind of like that of Adam and Eve. Which is a crazy story, but it's true. Like, can you imagine that happening in your marriage? It's crazy. Right. You know, here they pour all this love and kindness into these two wonderful people. They grow up and they become adults and they do things that they can't control yeah. as parents. So that is why we want you guys to know that we often think of how you might be doing yeah. and all the difficult things that you might be having to handle in your lives. Well, we know that some of you may have lost your job this week. Maybe you felt betrayed by a friend or put your dog to sleep, which would be horrible, or had your only car break down and strand you on the highway. Maybe you fell behind on your house payments or got into a huge argument with your spouse who threatened to leave you. Maybe you were diagnosed with a terminal disease or you've been wrongfully accused of something that you didn't do. We, again, have just thought about your week yes. and maybe some of the things that you've been going through, but wow, the list goes goes on and on of potential heartache. And we know that although life is good and we tend to talk about the positive, we also know that there is definitely heartache in life and in marriage and relationships. And that's what we want to focus on today. Those disappointments, those times of life where they get a little hard. Yeah. And that is why we wanted to take some time in this episode, like you just said, Don, to focus specifically on how life can bring disappointment and what we can do as married couples to navigate the negativity of what I would call the silver bullets <laughs> yeah. of pain. Yeah, I mean, they, they just are. shoot straight to your heart and they kill you almost right. every time. And, and I know you and I, Don, we've gone through some difficult pain points in our marriage. Silver and, bullets, right? Yeah. And we're talking about a subsequent to us getting married. I think one in particular, you and I, uh, we had been married for several years. We had two kids. I had actually been in full-time ministry, but I had only completed two years of college and I applied for a position with a church of 5,000, a really large church. And they interviewed me. They were very excited. They had heard me speak. 
Well, then I uh, got a call back uh, a couple days later and they said, you know what, Mr. Rosinger, we can't move forward with you. And here's why, Travis. Um, it turns out that we just noticed on your resume that you don't have a four-year degree. Yeah, so we were disappointed. We're going to have to cut you loose. <laughs> right. And we thought our life would be heading that direction. Wow, yeah, we were so excited about this position. It was a great church and... Yeah, it just kind of was a blow. It was it was wild, right. and they had known about us, and so we thought for sure that it was maybe something that was going to happen. But right from that moment, that kind of like getting a no uh, for a dream job, right? I uh, immediately just got into college and I enrolled for my four year degree, my yep. bachelor's degree, and I finished that after two years, and then went on for my master's degree. But you get to the end of six years of college, yep. and what do you have? Not what we signed up for right. when we first got married. You have a piece of paper and a diploma, which you need. You right. Want. But what we didn't sign up for right. was debt. College debt. College yes. debt. And oh, a lot of couples out there like can a, relate. Yeah, it was like a mountain of debt. We weren't sure what to do. A we mountain were, of debt. Yeah. It was crazy. Well, and we've paid it off since, yes, of course, you, you know, yep, thank thanks God. to God. But but still, that's a curveball, you know, a pain point that yep. you might not think about when you're getting married. Yes. Again, we've definitely had painful times in our life. I know, Travis, we were just living life and having a great time. And one day I woke up and I wasn't feeling well. And I went to the doctor and I needed emergency surgery. And I got diagnosed with a lifelong illness, something that I have to battle the rest of my life. And there's reasons or things I can do to make it better. But there's some days that are just hard. But that's just a painful thing I know that I will have to deal with for the rest of my life. Or how about just more recently? We have two adult kids. We love them. We're a super close family. Oh, man. They got married, spouses out of state, and they moved out of state. Like, that's super hard. It's disappointing. It's kind of that painful thing, even though we're so proud of them and we know they're where God wants them to be. It's just a difficult it's still thing painful. to process. Yep. It's still our reality. It's still something yep. that we're dealing with, you know, whether we're not with them and we're here in Minnesota and they're in Iowa and Florida, or when we go visit them yeah. and we drive away, oh, like tears, cry. right? Yes, every time. Tears, but it's our reality. It we didn't is. sign up to be parents and then have our kids move away. Yep. But again, we support them. We love yep. them. We love their yep. spouses, but that's our reality. I know, Travis, you know this very well. After I finished college, after you, um, a few years later, I got my dream job or what I thought was going to be my dream job. I walked through the door and it was a nightmare. It was not what I expected. And I actually resigned from that just after a few months. And I was devastated. I I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought for sure that this was the path that God had for me. I couldn't see into the future where I am now where life is amazing. But at that moment, I was just very, very disappointed. Oh, and it was, it was so a hard. lot of pain. Yep. And I was discouraged for you and watched you helplessly yeah. go through that. I couldn't fix anything or change it. But, you know, it, it, again, that's one of those instances where it was painful yep. and it was a curveball. Yep. So those examples of those painful times in our life were things that happened after we were married. And we don't share them today in any way to complain or try and get anyone to feel bad for us. Because honestly, you guys, life is good. But those were hard times. They are simply our story and a few things that we had to navigate together as a married couple, just like you guys, I'm sure, have had to navigate through difficult times together. So in the story that we just started in this episode with Adam and Eve, man, that's just a crazy story. It is a wild story. The first story in the Bible, pretty much almost, as far as a family and a married couple. Here they gave birth to Cain and Abel, and Cain and Abel grew up and started their lives and their professions. But Cain became jealous of Abel, and one day he killed his brother. And God brought punishment 
on Cain. But thankfully with God, that's not the end of the story. Yeah. And it's almost as if God drove Cain away. Uh, And we don't know that for sure, but he put some type of mark, some kind of punishment on Cain. So you can tell this was an estranged family. I mean, it had become broken and they had fallen apart. Thankfully, in all of our lives, just like in Adam and Eve's life, when God is present, the end of the story is not necessarily no. the end of the story. Even if we think it is. It it's feels not like that, the end. right? right. Yep. So often in the moment, in that day that our, our world is falling in on us, it feels like the end of our world. Right. Like we can't the even see into end the of future. Life. Right. It feels terrible. But with God. That's not the end of the story. And we wanted to give you guys just an injection of hope today to remind you that whatever it is that you're going through in your marriage, in your life, maybe it's with your adult children, maybe it's with your two-year-old. Here's the key. God is with you. God loves you. It's not the end of the story. And just like Travis, like we talked about Adam and Eve further on in this story, how this horrible, you know, thing that happened in their marriage, it wasn't the end of their story either. So we're just going to go a little bit in more in depth with this Adam and Eve story. Yeah. So here's how this turned out. And it's a great ending to a horrific beginning. In Genesis chapter four, verse 25, it says, Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth, saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son and he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was incredible that they had a future. It's incredible. The end of the story was not where Cain slew Abel. Here's the end of the story. And so often we forget that we hear about Cain and Abel and the destruction in the family of Adam and Eve. So what actually happened here that we just talked about and just read from the Bible? Well, first of all, they didn't, Adam and Eve didn't go their separate ways. No, they didn't. When the one son killed the other son, they could have, you know, gotten angry or depressed or bitter. And but they and they probably did actually, but they didn't go their separate nope, ways. They stayed together. They didn't get divorced. They didn't walk away. They didn't find somebody else. They stayed together. And we know this because it says Adam made love to his wife again. Right. And in my heart, right away, there's just like this big ah, oh, you know, that feels so good that he stuck with his wife. But we also can see that she gave thanks to God and acknowledged that God was the one who gave her a son, this third son, this new life in the midst of her pain and disappointment. And I love that. She names him Seth saying, God has granted me another child in place of the two that she had lost. And so she had the right focus. Yep. You know, these are two individuals who messed up in the Garden of Eden, but they had the right focus. She was saying, you know what? Thank you, God. And then I don't know if you got this. This is the part I think you and I, Don, love the most is Adam and Eve became grandparents. Right, because Seth had kids. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I mean, that has got to be one of the coolest things is now they don't even have to raise this, this son of Seth, their grandson, but they get to love on yeah, him. They get so to yeah. watch him grow up and have kids. And so that's such a cool thing. And that touches a nerve for us because we feel like incredibly young grandparents, we but we just got a brand new grandson we did. two days we ago. Did. We have an, a beautiful grandson. He's phenomenal theater, Matthew Rosinger. Like yeah. he's 
beautiful. He's perfect. It's so cool. And his name, Theodore Matthew, both names really have to do with God. Yep, a gift and from God. Mean yep. that, yeah, he's a gift from God and he truly he is. He is a gift. But the other thing that we see, you know, in this ending of the story for Adam and Eve, that where it didn't end with heartache, instead it ended with, with God blessing them, is that we see because of their faith and not giving up, I happen to think that it says, at that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. Sure, it was God, but I believe it was God working through them, working through the fact that they didn't walk away from each other, the fact that they honored God for Seth, their their third son, and the fact that God began to just bless their family. And people could see that, that this first family on earth had the hand of God and others began to cry out to God. Right. I just can't help but to think, What would have happened if Adam and Eve would have just called it quits and they would have walked away from each other? It goes back to that verse. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. If Adam and Eve would have walked away after that difficult circumstance with Cain and Abel, that would have never happened. Yeah, where would the world be today? I think that's inspiring and encouraging to all of us that in the midst of difficulties and disappointments of our life, don't give up. In the midst of your marriage, if something happens that's so disappointing, keep loving the fight. Keep going after each other. Don't walk away. So what else? What can we do in the middle of disappointment? Again, Travis and I gave you some examples of disappointments that we've had in our life, and we know that all of you have had disappointments as well. So what can we do in the middle of the disappointments? Well, first, we want you guys to know and to remember to not stop dreaming. Don't stop dreaming and don't forget about the goodness of God. God is a good God. Make sure you have vision and excitement and dreams for the future. Yeah. God has more for you. Absolutely. And I, I just want to mention, Don, that so often bad things happen and it, it's evil. Right. Sometimes evil is is really trying to discourage us or get us to take our eyes off of God. But there's something powerful about saying in the midst of this difficult situation, I'm going to keep my right. dreams alive yeah. because God God is real. So with that, you guys, again, don't stop dreaming, but then keep your faith strong in God because God can change everything. Just one moment, one decision. So many things can happen in one little moment if we don't give up. And lastly, in the middle of disappointment, remember you can only see what's in front of you, which is the disappointment and the negativity, but you can't see the good that God has for you that's headed your way good is more you know there's more more to come don't give up remember that god has a plan and a purpose for your life. Yeah, and I think what you're really saying, Don, is that uh, our vision is limited it in those is. times, especially yep. those difficult times. I wish we had a time machine. I wish we had a crystal ball to see the future, but we can't, but God can. Yep. And God is so good. And he's got so many good things waiting for you. So Don, as you know, I've been thinking about the goodness of God, I mean, in a really deep way for the last couple of years. And it's been, you know, helped out by all the great songs lately about the goodness yep. of God. But there's one in particular, you know, our conversation reminds me of that one. And it's it's one of my favorites. Yep. It's so powerful about the goodness of God. I know we were actually just listening to this song today on our car ride home. And I just want to read you guys the lyrics of this song. And it's from Bethel yep. Music. Yep. The lyrics are this. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. All of my life, you have been faithful. All of my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. In the darkest night, you are close like no other. 
I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God. In all of my life, you have been faithful. In all of my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Because your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything because your goodness is running after me. It's running after me. So do you guys believe that God's goodness is running after you? I love that song. Wow, God is a good God. He totally is. Now, Adam and Eve's third son, Seth, ended up being... The one who Abraham, our patriarch, you know, in the Bible came from. And ultimately, if you think about it, he's the one who Jesus came from. I mean, isn't that crazy? God gave them not only a new family after this horrific beginning and life, but also the savior of the world was their, you know, great, 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 yeah. great, great, great grandson, <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. Like that is so amazing. And here's what their grandson, Jesus, Adam and Eve's grandson, once said, Jesus in John 10, 10, he says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. We don't know what you're going through right now, but you need to be reminded that Jesus has come to give you life in the midst of your pain, in the midst of of all the things the devil or evil might be trying to do to you. And he not, not only wants to give you life, but he wants to give it to you to the full. So with that, we want to end with a prayer for you and your spouse. God, you know that Don and I are super positive people. We're filled with faith in you. But God, we know that we have had difficult times, but especially there are those that are listening who are going through difficult times right now in their lives. And so God, we just pray that whoever is listening, whoever can hear the sounds of our voice, God, that they would feel your power right now in this moment. God, that they would know that you can take their pain and turn it into a tool that can help others be healed, but also something, God, that they can look back at their lives and know that you have carried them. You've walked them through this fire, through this difficult time. So Lord, we pray for your power and your grace and your strength to come on those, God, who might be struggling with their finances or their marriage, God, or maybe their kids or whatever it is. But we pray for miracles right right now for those that are listening. And in Jesus' name we pray, give them hope. Amen. And so to end today's podcast, we just want to say, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you guys for joining us today on the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Hey, remember, you've got this. You can do it. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you guys next week.